Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on Voice America on the Variety Channel, hosting the Lead Technology Show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. I want to thank everybody for listening to D3 and for their support and encouragement, most importantly to our guests. Your support to our guests has been awesome. In the last four weeks, we've continued to increase the number of folks listening, uh, both in the CONUS uh, here in the U.S. and overseas. Um, we, uh, of course, our show today continues uh, uh, the little tradition that we follow the last two or three weeks. We've been talking about robotics automation, uh, robots in space, robots for medicine, and really uh, robots for anything. But today I want to focus on automation. Is it needed now more than ever? And I'd like to remind the audience right now, the purpose of T3 is to enable our scientists, engineers, innovators to establish a dialogue with the non-techies. So for the audience to get involved, please call me at 866-472-5788 or email me today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Let me give you a little background. As I said, in the last four weeks, we've been talking about uh, uh, robotics, the capability of robots, the automation, technology, and how it has changed uh, the way we use uh, our products, the new gadgets that have been developed. And, of course, we expect that uh, use and capability to improve our society overall, especially as artificial intelligence is developed. Our show today uh, is focused on automation. What can be done today and tomorrow? Where is automation leading society in the 21st century? Do we need automation? And how do we use automation? These are questions we'll ask throughout the show. Uh, With the advance of technology and automation in every field of endeavor, education continues to be a critical component in everybody's life, and specifically the use and development of automation. So while there's a lot of discussion and there's a lot of hype that uh, robots and automations are going to replace humans uh, at the workforce, yes, that will happen. But I do believe there is a parallel. There's other job opportunities. And throughout history, as automation is introduced or uh, gadgets uh, are introduced, uh, the locomotive, uh, the automobile, uh, trains, airplanes, there's other vehicles and other jobs uh, that um, represent the outgrowth of humanity. And so there's capability there. So I really believe there is a coexistence between automation, robotics, and human beings beings as we move through the 21st century. Uh, but uh, the issue we must fight, we're no longer in a discussion uh, about uh, fantasies. Today, we're in the 21st century, uh, these things are happening all around us, yet we still have a long way to go yeah, in, in the automation process. So our show today is about automation. Is it needed now? My guest to help me discuss this topic, of course, he's been on our program several times, is uh, Dr. Edgar Leon. Edgar is a graduate of the University of Puerto Rico has a master's degree in technology and education from Michigan State University, a Ph.D. in computer application technology and university administration from Michigan State University. Uh, Edgar has written several books and numerous newspaper articles, specifically The Education Revolution. 
He's been a consultant for pharmaceuticals, uh, areas of programming, digitization, and automation. And finally, what we're going to talk about is uh, he's been part of a team reviewing legislation and restructuring of public education in Puerto Rico. Uh, but that's really critical. So uh, let me begin. Uh, Dr. Leon, uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome. Uh, thanks for uh, welcoming to your show. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Well, uh, I, I picked the topic automation. You and I have had several discussions on automation, education, uh, technology use, but today it's more critical than ever, especially as we find out different things that are happening. Uh, both of you and I have an interest in Puerto Rico and in the situation in Puerto Rico, but let's talk about automation from a technology perspective first, and uh, and let's talk about uh, what do you think, uh, where is automation going in the future, and where do you think education needs to go to help? automation well right now right now once again thank you for for letting me uh, speak to the people and it's uh, basically it's it's already here automation is already existent in several places where the economics are are high it's developing it's helping countries develop economically uh, where people understand what this is uh, Basically, the uh, burden that we have is that some people who have the decision-making powers are, do not understand automation, so they see it as a way of losing control, and that is uh, preventing them from developing. So it's it's working against them, not learning about it. So that's where education comes in. So if you have it in the education arena, you will you will definitely uh, have have the understanding. But uh, some of these systems, educational systems, are looking back instead of looking towards the future. They're looking at the industrial age and keeping the same systems that they have and not thinking right. uh, about uh, that. That's basically one of the situations that we have. But it's needed. It's already here. It's already okay. here. So let me let me just define automation for the audience. Uh, automation, and you have different definitions here. I've come across several definitions here, but it's the techniques of making an apparatus or a process or a system operate automatically. Okay, the the creation and application of a technology to monitor and control the production and delivery of products and services. And automation can be applied to manufacturing, transportation, utilities, defense, facilities, and many other applications. Uh, automation is cross-functional. Uh, broad technologies, including robotics, expert systems, telemetry, communication, electrical optics, cybersecurity, process measurements, control, sensors, wireless applications, system integration, test measurements, test measurements, and many more. So this gives you a broad a feel of where automation is impacting us today. And as uh, uh, Dr. Leon said, uh, and I'm going to call you Edgar as we move through the show, sure, uh, sure, it, means, it means that automation is here and it's being applied in our daily lives. And so where do we go from here? We talked about education and why now. Uh, why now automation should increase in value, uh, Dr. Leon? Well, it, it's basically uh, the other thing automation does. Is it's it, most of the people think it's a it's a robot. It's not. It's <laughs> it's the software that's used so that you can control and make some decisions ahead of time and predict some of those decisions based on the results you're getting in that software. And the other part is that uh, for the first time you have machines talking to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that that didn't happen ten years ago, fifteen years ago. You have different se- separate systems uh, not talking to each other, and that's basically where the problem comes in some of the governments where people are stealing like bandits, and, and because the machines don't talk to each other. So if somebody has five, ten different contracts and they're working for the same place for the government, then they have their wife talking and getting getting the money. There's no way of knowing. It. But if you have intelligent systems and you have automation which make decisions is uh, they check on everybody's family in that area when you're doing a bid or something like that, that it, all of a sudden it's going to bring a red flag. Not that it's wrong, right, right. but you need sometimes you need to uh, uh, write some legal documents saying that you're going to do this because you can't find anybody else with those uh, capabilities, and that, that's fine. But again, it, this, this is also uh, why automation is so, so important. And the other thing is that you... Uh, you have a high accuracy, speed, and standardization. You can say between 40 and 70% on, on labor costs, which uh, if you have a corporation, that's where you want to go. You don't want to have a highly intensive uh, human source dependency on, 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 your, on your product with a lot of Correct. errors. Uh, when you have automation, you have zero errors. And when we talk about pharmaceuticals, that's, that's the job we're doing. I mean, we're identifying where the errors are, and usually they're highly correlated where human beings are writing something down on paper. And, you know, we get tired, we get sick, we are not there, and uh, that's when start to, all these errors can become millions of dollars in waste. And that's, that's basically where, where we have to look at. And uh, we're not there yet. We're basically not there. Yeah, we're at the very beginning. I mean, uh, as I said earlier, we've been talking about robotics, automation, and artificial intelligence for the last three or four weeks. Last week, we we ended up talking about space robotics, and it's amazing, um, you know, the, the development of robotics, uh, the landers that are out there in space today, uh, when they got started, uh, and, and so forth. But what's really the benefit of automation, as you said, and I'll just footstomp it a little bit, is the lower the operating costs, improve worker safety, reduce factory lead times uh, for a business. It's the return of investment, uh, the ability to compete. Uh, I read a story earlier that uh, you had a small business and a large business, and the large business got frustrated because it couldn't automate. Well, the small business did automate, and guess what? It, it, it ended up producing the product a lot faster, cheaper, and better than the large business, so that business went away. That's when you lose your job. The So the ability to be more competitive, to increase production output, and, of course, what you said is consistency and improve product production and quality. And, of course, you need a smaller footprint because you can do a lot more the repetitive task especially. But the there are many, many benefits in automation in many, many industries. Uh, and as I read earlier, uh, it's really up to the creativity of the individual who can do that particular process and automate it so it uh, produces an input-output perspective. Uh, as we move on through the process, uh, there's a lot of accounting, logistical, warehousing, automation process. In fact, uh, automation came from the automobile industry in 1946. Uh, any any comments on um, what can be done, especially in education or in business that you see right now in Puerto Rico that uh, really needs to get automated? Because I think one of the things you mentioned earlier to me in the previous show is that we have to get to the automation process or we're going to get in trouble. Yes, and uh, you, we have to remember that automation happens with the Internet. If you don't have a road to, to put the information through, 
there's no way you're going to have automation. So you cannot have saying, I'm automated because I have all this, uh, the system alone here in this building and I'm not connected anywhere. And, uh, and you, you just don't need a robust uh, uh, system of internet systems in just one place. Say in the island, let's put Puerto Rico, for example. You have zero internet around the island. Zero. I mean, there's nothing. Even the banks are having trouble. They just have to put satellite systems uh, so that they can do it little by little. And uh, you don't have a, uh, a robust uh, system, a uh, comprehensive system. And even if you have it, when you, uh, you may have 2,000, 3,000 megs around, but then when you look at the buildings that are receiving the signal, they have routers that are that just five megs. I mean, they cannot hold any, any information, basically. So even if the backbone is, is superb, the systems that are holding it are, are very weak. And uh, the people who are, do not understand it, you have to look at this, uh, this as, a, as a comprehensive system. You have, you have to do cost reduction. You have to do productivity. You have to have the availability. It has to be reliable. It has to be safe. And we, we're not looking at any of that. We're just saying, okay, you need these machines. Let's put them there, and you're connected. But then when everybody gets on, it, fall, it fails. That's basically what happens. Or somebody is, is uh, looking at us around, and there's no safety measures in these systems because we have, for example, 124 uh, offices uh, with different systems, each of them, and everybody can go in there. I can just walk in right in there and look at whatever is going on with no safety whatsoever, and, and that's, that's dangerous. That's basically dangerous for, for all of us. Right. So it's critical to have uh, measured controls, quality control, and really have a setup. I mean, uh, re- the, the process to me for automation is the ability to create the steps so that the human doesn't have to repeat the steps and it becomes more productive. But at the same time, you have to have an environment or a, uh, ecosystem that is relative for the, the security, the application, and the safety of humans uh, as you apply that. As you said, two machines can can talk to each other so that it can control uh, the, the variety, especially in logistics. You control uh, whether you are going to stock the shelf or you're not going to stock the shelf. You've got an item that is pulled out. Uh, that item is indicated. So everybody knows that you have to order that item. Uh, same with uh, the banks right now, you know. So uh, the Internet, it becomes important. We have two more minutes. Uh, what would you say? You take a minute uh, to tell the audience about automation and what you see where the future's going uh, so that we can talk a little bit more about it in the second segment, and I'll summarize the first segment here shortly. Well, the automation is, is in every single aspect of our lives. Uh, let me put down the health, which is, which is the most important one. Um, we will have systems, uh, autom- automation systems, that will be monitoring our, our heart rate, uh, our sugar, uh, when, when you... Uh, uh, go to the toilet, maybe you will have some sort of a sensor there that it says, hey, you have high blood sugar, and all of a sudden you get an, uh, you get an announcement in your, in your telephone or your doctor gets a call automatically and saying this, this fellow has 400 of uh, sugar in his blood. Uh, there's no way of knowing unless, well, you go and check yourself out. But if you have systems that are automated that will do that for you, um, there will be no problem. You will be preventing people from dying, um, or getting really sick and then using all the money of uh, health systems to to help that person uh, get better. Uh, and if you go to the medical action, to the pharmaceuticals, 
it's a matter of life and death. If you don't have automotive systems, automation systems, um, the quantities of medicine that you get and the quality are, are not going to be safe. So you can die even with the food systems. They have that also. So it, it, it covers a whole lot. Also, the, the, the auto industry, they used to do that, and they have a lot of accidents before. Now with the robots, there's zero accidents whatsoever because you don't have that, that many people. Um, in there, you just have the workers managing the robots, and that's where education comes. You have to be hand-to-hand. You just can't have education on one side and the development on another side. You have to look at it all comprehensively. It's not, right. It's not, it, not only. Right, and I think our integrated process, I mean, right now, I've been talking about Walmart, I've been talking about Amazon bringing robots, but it's been more of robot assisting human beings more than anything else. Folks, we've been talking about automation. Uh, Automation is encompassing many vital elements and systems and job functions in our life, from manufacturing, transportation, utilities, defense, and facilities, and many other systems. Uh, We we depend on automation to improve our lifestyle, and uh, on our second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, uh, the levels of automation and why is that important. And we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. 
Welcome back, folks. Uh, this is your host, Jose Negron, on T3, the leading technology show, Today, Tomorrow Technology. Our subject today and uh, is is discussing automation. Is it needed now? We've been talking about automation with Dr. Edgar Leon. Uh, Edgar's been uh, a pharmaceutical consultant. He holds a PhD in in the computer application technology and university administration from Michigan State. And more importantly, we've been discussing whether automation is needed now. Let me just define uh, just a basic premise of automation is to allow machines to follow a set of procedures to automatically to save on human capital and reduce human errors. And as uh, Edgar mentioned, it's to increase productivity, reduce costs, and and overall help your lifestyle. Edgar, as we continue the automation process, there are some good, bad, and ugly items of automation. Uh, the good news is that it makes our lives uh, a lot better. Uh, can you further expl- uh, expand on that theory, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly on automation? Yep. Well, uh, the good is always more than the bad and the ugly. Uh, that usually happens with change. Every time you bring a new type of technology in, uh, there are certain issues that happen. The most important one is the uh, job displacement where uh, people, well, they don't have the education that they need uh, in order to continue working with another with another company. So, uh, what what most companies are doing is they have the in uh, using the internet and using um, online courses and certifications for people to um, to move from what they were doing to uh, improve on uh, uh, learning how to use a robot or learning how to do some computer science language. Um, uh, improving on their systems. Um, remember that uh, that automated automated systems are, are made out of a computer language. So the ideas come from the human beings. So basically, uh, there are some issues where the, the workers will have some terrific ideas, and they work hand to hand with computer scientists. Uh, just by knowing the computer language doesn't mean that you know how to solve the problem. So some of these companies are not firing these guys uh, who, who are workers. They're keeping them and saying, okay, now that you know how this is, uh, how it's going to work, how can you improve what you have? How can you improve the way this, this robot is working? How do you improve to connect all these robots, 15 or 60 robots, to work together so you get a better product? And, and they're helping out, you know, just, just because you know computer science. That was my dissertation, basically. Just because you know computer science doesn't know doesn't mean that you know how to solve the problem that comes in with uh, with whatever you're faced with. So if it's an industry that's having certain problems, the computer scientist will write the program, but the, if, if he doesn't know about the content, there's no way he's going to solve it. And that goes with everything. So it's a little deeper. But again, we have, we have the other part is that infrastructure and energy is also uh, bringing up the cost. The cost of energy is... Uh, skyrocketing, so, for example, in Puerto Rico, and the other thing is that when when you have a you don't have a robust energy system, it fails. It it, it you don't have uh, electricity, so it keeps on uh, in, being interrupted. So if you interrupt the robot, you you then you have to put a battery system so it doesn't it doesn't even feel it. So you have uh, you have these issues. So you have to put solar power on top, and then you have to go through all these things that are new. And that are high cost to start them, so you spend a lot of millions. But then at the end, uh, two three years, then you cover the cost for whatever you're doing. So it's uh, it's unpleasant sometimes. The changes are always unpleasant, but uh, at the end, you get the benefit 
of of whatever you're putting there. And uh, again, we talked about efficiency. Efficiency means it's safe. So if it's safe, nobody gets killed. Uh, people can uh, um, prevent any type of injuries. Nobody could steal from that system because you have you have already the standards there. The rules are there in that software. So if something is going on that is not supposed to be there, you get the red flag real quick, immediately. Yep. In in the second. Yep. You don't have to go through reams of paper to find out if somebody's stealing or to go through all these bank accounts and stuff like that. That will that will bring the flag real quick, but you have to know how to program it. And you have to think like the criminals in order to find out and put that in that system, put that in that automated system. That's basically how, how we work with it. Right, and I think I'll follow up here. The complexity of what can be automated uh, is still difficult, but it still needs human uh, imagination and understanding how those processes work. Otherwise, your automation sequence will not work. Uh, the good part of automation is, and we talked about, it, is a high productivity through efficiency, better uh, quality of jobs, um, not necessarily fewer jobs because I'm a big believer it will replace some but it will also create other industries uh, by the displacement and in fact I have a report here uh, you know and and the jury's still out but the World Bank World Development Report 2019 shows evidence that the new industries and jobs in the technology sector outweigh the economic effects of workers being displaced by automation so uh, there is a a light of hope I firmly believe that although it's probably not one-to-one the bad part about automation is the misuse of automation automation doesn't fit in every context uh, that you're working on and therefore it is detrimental Uh, that's the bad the ugly is that uh, you give up on it uh, on automation you ignore it you you don't fight for it and therefore you you become obsolete so those that's the bad part about automation if you ignore it or the ugly part of automation if you ignore it uh, it will uh, make you obsolete and therefore you will lose those jobs or you will lose that uh, complex uh, but let's talk about the level of automations because it was I found it very interesting uh, there's a, a manufacturing has uh, levels one through ten and I found it interesting uh, the levels of automation and, and types of automation, and specifically in the uh, in the manufacturing side of the house. Uh, level one human operator does does the task and turns it over to the computer to implement. Okay, that's basic uh, computer. Uh, level two computer helps by determining the options. Level three the computer helps determine and suggest options. Uh, level four, the computer selects actions and the human operator decides if it should or should not be done. Level five, computer selects the action and implements it if the human operator approves the action. Level six, computer selects action, informs the human operator in case the operator wants to cancel the action. Uh, level seven, the computer does the action and tells the human operator what it did. By level eight, computer does the action and tells the human only if the human operator asks. That's kind of where most of the uh, landers, space landers are. And the computer does the action, level nine is computer does the action when told and tells the human operator only if the computer decides the operator should be told. And then uh, level 10 is a computer does the action if it decides it should be done. The computer tells the human operator only if it decides the operator should be told. So between level really uh, seven through 10, you'll find a different uh, uh, automated 
processes that uh, spacecraft use. Uh, we've been talking about uh, you know the uh, uh, the automatic um, uh, lawnmowers out there. Uh, Dr. Leone's been talking about the banking process, telecommunication process, uh, the other software programming, so that it is logistically f- flight following uh, things that are taken out or put back in. So those are all important uh, levels of automation. And the driverless car, we've been talking about that, and it's coming, the Teslas. In fact, every car manufacturer out there uh, is, uh, is working on a self-driverless car. It's not there yet. Uh, it, it's still, uh, you know, man monitored. Uh, but that that uh, vision, uh, that process is continuing, and that's part of the automation. And the automation engineers or individuals who see a vision and have creativity to work those processes in some type of computer language, as Dr. Leon mentioned earlier. Uh, any other examples that you that I may have missed, Doctor? Uh, that yeah, there's there are certain things also that that need to happen with with automation, and it is that um, it, it it doesn't work alone. It depends on other systems. Like I was saying, it depends on electricity. It depends on the telecommunication systems, because of the nature of jobs now. They don't occur in one building. You may have an industry that has workers from all over Earth, Africa, China, United States, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, whatever. And all those guys are connected through the Internet, through the cloud, and they are working uh, live, and they're sending pieces of information to each other and testing systems to each other, and, and also the level of jobs are not the way people understand it. You will not have any jobs that are going to be 30 years uh, of, of duration. You will have contracts from different co- corporations. Sure, it's going to be a higher salary. That's that's basically where people are don't understand this. Uh, it's it's changed and it's not coming back to have you know jobs that we had like in the in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, where you will be 30 years in one job. Even with government, it's not going to happen. You're going to be a contractor somewhere doing several jobs for different companies, and you're going to be like an agent using your, your intelligence to solve problems. It's not going to be a repetitive type of thing where you just put things in a bottle or you move things or you put a tire or you know, a wheel on, on a car or paint the car. Anything that's done that way, it's going to be automated Anything that the computer cannot do, you're going to be doing it. So you're going to be thinking. And, and even you have intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence systems, which means that robots will be thinking when they commit an error, they're going to be learning not to do that error again, and then they will not repeat the error. So that's, that's where it becomes a little <laughs> dangerous. But still our brain is going to be telling that robot what to do. Still you're going to have people uh, building the robots, repairing them, um, looking for better ways of improving the robots, uh, robots working together as a team, uh, yeah, robots working from one country to another through the Internet uh, and detecting things that are... You, you also have security systems that also work with automation, like yesterday, you know, when you had all these fires down in San Juan and whatever. See, they had no security systems. I mean, everything was dark. You didn't have anything. You don't have a camera systems like in. Uh, I, I know the United States has several cities where they have 
camera systems with intelligent uh, systems that will do face recognition, and immediately right. they will know who's there and what they're doing and, and what their background is, and, and they would probably react ahead of time. But we don't have that. So it's, it's dislocated totally. And there's a lot of opportunity for people to work in these fields, you know, in cybercrime and in, in doing uh, all the other jobs. You don't have to be an engineer. You can work in the other parts, you know, marketing uh, these, these robots for automation, marketing the robots for the hospitals, uh, the robots that are doing heart surgeries, things like that. Uh, so there, there's a lot of opportunity. Don't look at it as, oh, my goodness, I'm going to lose my job and I'm going to find it. Well, that's what education should be moving towards. Uh, we should get rid of the model that we have quickly. I mean, the model that we're using is totally, totally, totally bad. I mean, it's not, it's not working. Kids are, not, kids are just moving out and finding jobs because they just don't see any connection with, with the education system that we have. Right, and there's a, a real disconnect, and I, I'm a big proponent, as you are, in uh, really trying to look at the educational system for the 21st century versus the 20th century and really almost the 19th century development of education. So that's something we need to look at. Uh, but as we move down the road and we talk about automation and automation tools, you know, engineers can now have numerical control over automated devices. You have computer-aided technologies that assist in the mathematical organization tool in developing uh, automation techniques. Uh, you've got the CAD-X system, the CAD systems, computer-aided manufacturing software. So there are a lot of softwares out there or tools that continue to uh, help the human-machine interface, HMI, or the uh, computer-human interface, uh, CHI. So different types of automation tools exist like AAN, artificial uh, neural network, distributed control system, I mentioned human-machine interface. One that I see all the time, especially in, uh, in power plants, uh, is the SCADA system, supervisory control and data acquisition, uh, this programmable logic control that it should be on each uh, camera that you mentioned, instrumentation, uh, motion control, and robotics. All these are important tools in support of your automation uh, techniques or software programming. But more importantly, let's footstep this, uh, Amazon uh, has been made a big push. Uh, their big warehouses have become uh, huge robotic factories, i.e. most of the time the robots are going out to the shelf, picking up the item and bringing it uh, to the central control, and it's the humans that are, are uh, displacing uh, where the item will go. Same thing with Walmart. You have the machine robot and a, a person, a salesperson or, or the warehouse person walking with that robot uh, hand in hand. I see that as really the future, at least in the next five or ten years, until a robot can get to that level eight, nine, and ten, that it works by itself. How do you see those uh, those two companies advancing automation as we move forward in our lifestyle? They are, they are already ahead of, of the game. It's basically uh, right now we're in the the partial what they call the partial automation, where you have where you have human beings are. Are there assisting and they're hand to hand, and then you're going to have the conditional automation, which will be uh, the humans will be called if they need to be there with the, with the robot. Otherwise, don't they're not there. And the other one is the high automation, which is going to be no humans whatsoever are going to be around. You can be in China, and uh, and uh, and the robot uh, is in the United States. You're going to be 
monitoring that with with the uh, degree. Uh, the thing is that you're going to be replacing robots because the parts are not forever. So there's always going to be opportunity for people to repair them. As I say, uh, you don't have to be the creator of it. Yes, uh, that's there's opportunity for that where you're going to have new products based on the products that you have. That's that's basically how the engineering department work at, uh, for example, at Michigan State University where I used to work. It's uh, you bring the products in and uh, the, the companies bring them in. They say, how can you improve this? And you have all your students there and trying to find out, find out if the um, uh, the improvement could be done by reducing the amount of power that they use or by the uh, metals that they have or the components that they have. They're, they're not they don't poison people when you discard them. Things like that. So it's it's uh, there's great opportunity if you look towards the future. The, the problem is that people look at the past in order to 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 work on systems. For you can't be that that way. You yes, you have to learn from the past, but then you have to look at the future in order to to create all these systems that are there and they're going to be there. And these companies are already going to be reducing the amount of people in stores. Right now, the proof of that is that you sell more online than what you sell in the stores. And, and some of the stores are being reduced, basically, because of that. Right, right. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. We've got uh, moving about thirty seconds. Let me just wrap it up. Uh, as we talked about, there's a significant development in various fields, uh, especially in the 20th century in automation. We talked a little bit about the digital computer, uh, data storage technology, software to write the computer programs, the advanced sensor technology that we need to give us the warnings, and of course, a variety of mathematical uh, control theories are are needed. Uh, so the displacement of workers is uh, it's going to continue, but the new education process should help uh, create uh, other jobs. And we said that really uh, automation is only limited by the uh, uh, the individual's imagination to continue. So let's just uh, move on to our second break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about the future of automation. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron, uh, Lead Technology Show, T3. Today, tomorrow's technology. My guest today is Dr. Leon, uh, Edgar Leon. Edgar, let's talk about the future of automation. Where do you see it? Because I know a lot of people are apprehensive. They're going to take over their jobs or they're going to feel comfortable. And my position is there's going to be other job opportunities, maybe not a one-to-one, but there will be other job opportunities. But it's up to the individual to be prepared for that. Uh, how do you see automation playing in in the worker's uh, workplace or in just education? Well, automation is going to be married to artificial intelligence. That's the way I see it. So you're going to have uh, uh, artificial intelligence uh, telling these machines that are uh, uh, capable of reasoning. They're going to be doing some problem solving. They're going to be learning at the same time. So if you uh, if you bring your machine somewhere, or you bring your computer somewhere, or your robot somewhere, it'll help you do the reasoning and the problem solving, and, and it'll learn and it'll give you some solutions to it. And if it could suit work on the solution you'll have it right there they will they will learn how to how to repair themselves they will learn how to build buildings they will learn how to they're doing it right now how to uh, change chemistries of uh, the of water systems they will detect they will have all sorts of sensors um, which is temperature and and all sorts of things and and let's look at the uh, uh, robots that are being put in the ocean systems to detect um, all sorts of minerals and, and, and poisons that are there that people didn't even know about when it came out recently that uh, half of the Pacific is all full of plastic and that's increasing the amount of uh, temperature in the water and, and fish is dying like crazy. So it's uh, all these things are helping out and to prevent uh, the errors and uh, I think automation is going to be a big part of our lives, and it's not going away. It's not going away. It's going to help us out a lot. It's going to be helping us solve the problems that we have right now. Uh, and uh, as I say, the shift in jobs and education is going to be there because it's a world environment. It's not a country environment anymore. It's not going to be a local environment anymore. It's not going to be a local job anymore. It's going to be a multinational uh, opportunity for everybody to be educated in France, to be educated in China. Uh, I don't know if you if you know that China already is teaching Spanish. They have a huge Spanish department. And, and I have conversations with some of the uh, deans over there at the University of Hong Kong, and they teach Spanish, and they speak Spanish fluently like I do. So wow. it's yeah, I didn't know that. But, you know, it makes so, sense. I mean, I did a thesis paper uh, back in the late 85. I mean, really, China, I mean, they have descendants in, uh, all across the, uh, you know, the Western uh, Americas, uh, you know, from South yeah. America, North America. Uh, they've been settling. Uh, people don't know that, but they've settled. They've got a good population in South America. In, in that, is that is correct. That is correct. And, they're, and, they, and they understand automation. They understand what the first thing they did. It was put fiber optics everywhere. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the first start. Like England did, put fiber optics. They got criticized by everybody, and now 
Now they're way ahead of us. I mean, because because of that, you can go to Timbuktu in, in England, and, and everybody's going to be having two hundred, three hundred, five hundred megs in their in their in their farms, and right. people they don't understand it. But now, you, now you have that, and, and it's it's something that to be understood, and that has to be taught at the school level, at the elementary school level. Kids should know about how to put together a computer system, how to put together a network, how to work with networks, how to do. Uh, you know all these types of things: how to do research, or how to sell the products, and uh, integrate all the all the commerce and, and, and automatic systems. Teach automated systems in the schools. That that they're leaving at the university level. It, it it's already late if you're going to discuss that at the university level. So it's we have to bring it down to to us. And and again, people should know that the internet is there, and it's the best school you can have. You, right, you have right. to be careful what information you get, but the Internet is the, the biggest source of information with millions of books, millions of live uh, explanations for any problem that you may have. And that's part yeah, of artificial yeah. intelligence also. And automation. And as I was doing, as I was doing my research in, in automation, and you talked about the Internet, I mean, there's automation just about in every uh, recent emergency uh, production. I mean, let, let me just read a few. We, you talked about power. There's automation in uh, power production, either solar panel, wind turbines, renewable energy. Uh, there's smart grids, microgrids, battery grids. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of uh, automation in that uh, industry. There's automation in retail, either the food and drinks, the various stores are being automated. Uh, we, I just had a guest uh, here. We talked about mining and robotics and mining and automation and mining and the mining process in the industry and the use of uh, human capital, especially in the third world where the cost is low right now, but uh, the safety of the miners become important. And we talked a little bit about automation of video surveillance, the automation of highway systems, uh, automation of waste management. You talked about the ocean and those plastic bottles, the business process automation was something that you and I have footstomped here. Without that uh, automation, it's not going anywhere. Home automation, uh, that is increasing. That's uh, the way we live. Live. Our lifestyles are improved, both from a, uh, I guess, a uh, social uh, process as well as a medical process. So we become uh, autom- uh, uh, the entire process is being automated with our smartwatches, smartphones, and so forth. Uh, laboratory automation, logistics uh, automation, industrial uh, automation. Uh, so the programmable logic control and agents assisting uh, the ability to automate certain skill sets and, and uh, repetitive tasks has become more and more critical. And I think uh, you hit it on the spot. You've got to be ready for the automation, but there's a variety of opportunities there, and we need to be ready for that. Oh, definitely. You, you, you have to be ready. You have to, and you don't depend on anybody. You can just go right to the internet and start working right now and start learning what is, what is there. You're not going to get it on the news at five o'clock. You're not going to get all that information about automation because basically what you're going to get is all the all the uh, other issues that probably will, you will not learn anything. You will probably be frustrated by watching it. But we have to think about what solutions you have, and that's where that's where automation comes in. And uh, and it's basically at teach our kids uh, that that there's a solution for everything, and that they have to start thinking, learning how to learn, not uh, not go to school to learn. You're gonna go to school to learn how to learn, so you can all of all of a sudden when you become you know a man or a woman, you could you can help out with these 
with these issues that are going to be even more complex when we uh, uh, several years that come over. So do you think that's probably the largest challenge? I mean, uh, we've got such a high dropout rate. Uh, the utility or functionality or the uh, lack of um, energizing or wanting to be educated by our young folks is really causing, uh, to me, I see a problem there with a high dropout rate. Uh, well, what's yeah. causing and that? It's, it's just the way we teach well, this. Yeah, that's, that's also... That's also highly correlated with the uh, economic system that you have. So it's highly segregated if you look at it. It's highly segregated. I used to work in Grand Rapids and in, in, in Michigan, and you will have segregated s- cities like Grand Rapids where you have, you know, uh, and it's sad. It's sad. If the school systems are segregated, you're going to have that high dropout rate. If you integrate them and you have something challenging, you will probably uh, have a better a better chance at it, but you have to offer opportunities for everybody and access to the internet for everybody, and I see that still lacking in some of the places, even in the United States, where you have poor oh, yeah. poor cities that don't have access to the internet, and then the economics are way way down. But then you have places like Africa that all of a sudden they put internet for everybody, and they're selling rocks. They sell mm-hmm. everything. I mean, they're selling. Rocks, pieces of wood, uh, all sorts of things that they, they art that they have, and that develops their economics. It's basically it, and it's you can have that also. But again, you have to be have a challenging school system, and it should not be a daycare center like we're using it right now. It should be something that people feel entertained. The kids feel entertained. They can have fun. They can learn. They can exchange ideas. They, you know, with working tables, or even have have schools in hotels, schools in in industries, someplace, uh, schools in supermarkets, uh, schools in hotels, uh, in, in in farms. I mean, yeah, I would I would bring them out of a, a self enclosed building, where it looks like right. a jail system. I would I would I would do away with that. I would say no. Schools should be something that's integrated with society, and uh, okay. even. Can you imagine having a school system in a robot factory? What do you think is going to happen there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. you're going to have, uh, well, all of a sudden, these kids are going to be fired up to learn about them. Yeah, because and they're going to be, uh, absolutely. So my question is, how should automation technology or application be integrated more into the public or in the school curriculum? And I think it you should just be, answered that It should question. be hand-to-hand. It should be yeah. hand-to-hand. The school officials should start looking at the world, they should start looking at uh, all these new companies that are coming out with new products that are automation and uh, should should be hand-to-hand with the engineering departments. And uh, they are some, there are some opportunities, and the schools will pay for those, for the kids who are very well, you know, versed on, on, their, on their studies. And I know that Michigan State does that. Michigan State has all sorts of laboratories in the school. So if you can be, become a teacher at MSU, uh, you have the teacher practicing from the get-go, and they bring the laboratories and all the inf- and all the information and all the tools to the school, so they can interact with the kids, and then you have a different response from it. It makes it makes a big difference just just to do books. Now talk to right. talk about books. I should do away with all the textbooks. I will use electronic books. Period. And I, sh- I, I shouldn't use. Pa- I wouldn't use paper whatsoever. Right mm-hmm. now, kids are not interested so- in that. What are the major surprises in automation development that you see happening here in the next 
you know, five, ten, twenty-five years from now. I would see I would see robots flying all over the place. I would see them assisting us uh, in the hospitals and and robots cooking hamburgers and doing all our chores. And we will be thinking about the new products that we need to do. We will be having more leisure time for thinking and uh, for helping develop other products, and we'll be having more interaction with the world. If we if we do that, I think China is going to have a big say so on what happens also in the near future. They have they have lots and lots and lots of uh, engineers there, and that's going to become uh, a major factor on on what products are going to happen, and uh, for the rest of us. So we have to get in the bandwagon, start interacting with them. That's basically where right. I see it. Right, right. Well, we've got a minute left. Let me just summarize. We've been talking about uh, automation. Is it needed now? And uh, based on my guess here, we focused at uh, not only do we need automation more today, but also tomorrow. Uh, automation is a leading cause of uh, our society increasing its uh, benefits in the 21st century. We have to change this, the way we educate our people. Uh, uh, we need to do automation, uh, but it has to be integrated uh, side by side and the use of automation is just going to continue to grow as artificial intelligence uh, becomes more and more uh, part of our everyday science and technology application. Uh, my guest today is uh, Dr. Uh, Leon. Edgar Leon, uh, Michigan State grad, uh, PhD. I'd like to thank you for being here as my guest on Welcome. today, tomorrow's technologies, and I'm looking forward. Edgar's been on uh, three, well, three times on the show, and I really appreciate his comments. Uh, please uh, go take a look at some of the podcasts uh, that we've had uh, with Edgar, especially in education. The other one was automation and in uh, the ability to digitalize our workplace, and that's important. Edgar, uh, I'll give you the last 30 seconds there. Well, basically, thank you for everything, and we hope, we hope to uh, uh, to help out. You can give me a call anytime, and we'll be happy to talk to uh, either by using Zoom or using uh, any type of means because, of, as I said, I can communicate with any, any place anywhere in the world thanks to the Internet, and we hope that uh, everybody jumps on the bandwagon to, uh, to develop that and to help our kids uh, in the near future. With education, thank you. Okay, well, thank you very much. I'd like to thank Dee Daniels, my executive producer, Alexander Loreno for my executive assistant. Uh, this is your host on T3 Today, Tomorrow Technology, Jose Negron, bidding you goodbye. And until our next show, I'll see you later. Take care. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.